Hello and welcome to the Mindful Men podcast, the show helping men to open up about manhood. My name is Simon Rennie and my aim is to get men talking. From mental health to fatherhood and everything in between, Mindful Men creates a safe space for conversation. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you for joining me. It means a world for you to join me and talk about men's issues. And if you love what you hear, please subscribe and share the episode with your mates. You can also join the conversation on Instagram and YouTube, and I'd love to connect with you there. But for now, sit back, relax, and let's get mindful. G'day guys, and welcome to episode six of the Mindful Men podcast. My name is Simon Rinney, and I'm the man behind Mindful Men. We're now six episodes in, and I bet you're thinking to yourself, geez, what's wrong with this guy? He's got OCD, he's got depression and anxiety. And my response would be, yep, but there's nothing wrong with me. In fact, it's quite common for people living with mental illness to have co-occurring conditions like living with multiple mental illnesses or mental illness and physical health issues or mental illness and disability or even mental illness and substance abuse issues. For me, there's one more condition to add to my quiver, and that's burnout. Burnout is what started Mindful Men in early 2021. Now, I've mentioned this briefly in a few episodes before, but today I'm going to go in a bit more detail. And like usual, this will include some data and some tips to live through burnout. But let me get started with setting the scene. It's mid-2020. We've already had a few months of our first COVID lockdown and I'm at home with my wife and kids all day, every day. I'm working from home, I'm studying from home and when I step out of my office door, I'm straight back into family life. And whilst we were able to get out and about to our local park or to the local shop to try and grab some groceries, we couldn't really do anything else. But neither could anybody else. Borders were locked down, schools were shut, bars and restaurants were closed. And the news cycle was all consuming with COVID this and COVID that. Daily outings turned from going down to the beach or exploring other parts of the Sunshine Coast where we live to exploring our backyard for grasshoppers or ladybugs or to go out to the letterbox to see if yet another parcel had been home delivered. And this in itself wasn't the cause of my burnout, but when I zoom out and I look at things in my life at the time, it may have contributed to how things turned out. At the time, I was also dealing with a mysterious back injury, and this stopped me from going on my daily walk or run. And it was a constant sharp pain, and I didn't know what caused it. At first, I thought it may have been the dodgy dining room chair that I was using in my makeshift home office during the COVID lockdown. But it could have also been from when my son was crook and I was sleeping on a cheap mattress on his floor just to keep an eye on him throughout the night. Or it could have been that in the lead up to lockdown, I was pushing heavier weights at the gym and actually did some damage. All in all, I simply don't know. And I didn't know at the time. I got an x-ray and an MRI, but both showed up inconclusive. So after months of agony, all the specialists could do was say that I had back pain. 
In addition to this, we had a new bub in the house. Our daughter was born at the end of 2019 and the 2020 that my wife anticipated for her maternity leave was suddenly interrupted by COVID lockdowns. Where she would have ventured out and had some mummy-daughter dates and went to mum's groups, she was now at home all day with our bub and our three-year-old son. And to add to all this, I was still studying my Masters of Social Work in the evenings and weekends. As for work, well, that was also a source of strain. And whilst I enjoyed working from home, I had to go through two years of a high-demanding job. KPIs were constant and demanding. And as soon as you finish one job, the next was waiting for you. This is not to say that I don't like my job because it is rewarding and I'm still there doing it today. But it's also exhausting and our team have been pushing ourselves hard for the two years prior. So when you add all of these things together, the COVID lockdown, the back injury, the new bub, the young family, the study and the work, and then insert my mental illness, well, you have a recipe for burnout. At least I did. Now, life is busy and I get that and everyone goes through busy patches. And for the most part, we can manage through these busy patches on our own. But sometimes we can't and around October 2020, my walls crumbled down around me. In a phone call to my manager about my workloads, I went from being in complete control to a blubbering mess. I was tired, exhausted, angry, in pain and upset at a whole range of things. At the time, I thought it was just work. I didn't realise it was something much bigger though until I went to see my GP. When I described the situation to my GP, he said it sounded like burnout. I was juggling too much and it had caught up with me. At that point in time, I didn't know what burnout actually was though. I knew it was something to do with stress, but I thought it was one of those throwaway style comments because you just need a bit of rest. Kind of like, Man, I feel burned out. I might take a day and just relax at home. My GP then asked how much time I thought I needed, and I said a couple of days. He ended up giving me a couple of weeks and a mental health care plan. Having been on a few of these before, I didn't mind going on another. And this was because I knew it would be good for me to talk to someone about what was happening. And having tried psychologists and psychiatrists before with varied success, I thought this time would be a good time to try a mental health social worker because that's what I was studying to become. So I went to my first session with the social worker and she also mentioned burnout to me, but again, it didn't really sink in. So I spent my next two weeks watching Netflix at home and then I went back to work, but that was complete fail. Almost as soon as I went back, a wave of emotion, stress, anxiety and depression came over me. And my OCD took hold of me and I simply couldn't function. I was staring at the computer screen, but nothing was sinking in. People would talk to me, but I couldn't hear a sound. It was like I was just sitting there watching myself do nothing. I was in such a mess that by the second session with my social worker, I even took my wife for support. And I'd never done that before, but I doubt I could have walked through that door without her being there. A few minutes into the session, I was in another blubbering mess and I found myself saying, I think I have burnout. And even though I said it, I still didn't know a lot about it. But luckily, the social worker and GP helped me realize that I needed time off. So I started three months off for recovery. 
no work for three months, finish the semester of uni, which is only a couple of weeks away, and then try to relax, fill my cup, rediscover myself. Now, before I go into my recovery pathway for burnout, let me shed some light on what burnout actually is. So what is it? Put simply, burnout reflects long-term stress. And whilst a lot of websites out there focus on it being a workplace issue, burnout can impact you in all parts of life. From work to parenting, caring responsibilities and study, for example. And some common signs of burnout include exhaustion that is physical, mental and emotional. It includes feeling overwhelmed and may cause someone to isolate themselves from others. It includes feeling irritable with normal stresses subtly feeling too hard to overcome. And finally, burnout can result in illness, both physical and mental, such as depression and anxiety. But there's also more to it. You can start to feel empty, like nothing will cheer you up. Things that you used to enjoy no longer provide that joy. And you can start to feel detached from your life, almost like stepping back and watching yourself go through the motions. Tasks that you would normally complete quickly can now take much, much longer. You procrastinate more and you do it for longer. Your motivation disappears and you feel empty in various parts of your life. And whatever has been driving you to get this way takes priority. And this could be work or study, for example. Meanwhile, the more important things in your life get set aside. Things like your family or friends and looking after yourself. So. What are the causes? Well, as I mentioned before, we're talking long-term stress. Workplaces are a common source. You might have difficult KPIs to hit, or you struggle to say no because you want to climb that corporate ladder. You might have a job that involves difficult conversations, and these might be to do with people's life, such as jobs like psychologists and doctors, social workers, counsellors, nurses, paramedics, police, the defence force. But it might not be work-related. It could be study and you could be striving for high grades. It could be your family responsibilities like caring for young children or sick children or other family members. You could be a carer for someone with profound disability or someone that many people in the community rely upon. It could also reflect your personality with people prone to perfectionism also experiencing burnout. Burnout is a long-term issue and it reflects continuous sustained stress that doesn't get alleviated. Sure, it might decrease a little after going to the gym or for a run, but it's quick to resurface as soon as that's over unless it's dealt with. Now, finding data on the prevalence of burnout is very tricky. And a focus appears to be on absenteeism from work or stress as opposed to burnout. In a report titled The State of Workplace Mental Health in Australia, it was reported that one in five Australians take time off due to stress and mental health concerns. And this costs Australian businesses around $10.9 billion per year. Then in a study by the American Psychological Association, it was found that from 1,501 American adults, 79% of them had experienced work-related stress. And this includes nearly three in five reporting negative impacts associated with that stress, such as lost motivation, lost energy, exhaustion, 
that was physical, emotional, and mental. And it appears that COVID is accelerating burnout, particularly in our frontline health staff. But it's also in the parents staying home to work, school, and care for their children. Or our teachers trying to complete remote learning while also supporting vulnerable children in the classroom. The list of examples goes on. So after I completed my research, I began to understand that juggling work, study, and a young family for a few years without rest, and then adding in COVID and my back injury all led to my burnout. I understood that it wasn't something that happened quickly, but it had been bubbling away for a very long time. So how did I work through it? Well, going to therapy with my mental health social worker and talking about it was a huge factor. I went either weekly or fortnightly in the beginning. And with my mental health social worker, I identified things that could help me recover. A key part of this was self-care. My back injury put a stop to that, but there were still things I could do to recover. So I joined a Pilates studio with the aim of fixing the back and slowly but surely the pain started to disappear. And I felt good about this. And this led me to going back on regular walks. And eventually I joined a men's yoga class. And the yoga class was great for my mental health. It gave me an hour to stretch out the body and focus on things like breathing techniques that helped ground me. This was particularly useful when I was feeling stressed or anxious or my mind was racing. And by the end of each session, I would find that my thoughts had slowed down and I was feeling much more relaxed than I did when I'd walked through that front door. I also started creating again. In my younger days, I was quite creative. But as you get older, creativity tends to wane because we need to be an adult. So I started playing around with GarageBand on my computer. And I made some mental health inspired music, which you can find on my YouTube page. Yep, I also created a YouTube page. By focusing on the music creation, my mind couldn't wander around like it usually did. And this was another great grounding technique. It also allowed me to express how I was feeling on the day that I created each song. I also started thinking how I could use my experience to help others. And this is where the Mindful Men Instagram page was born. I've talked about this previously, but to recap, it started as me just posting things like daily affirmations to pick me up. But it grew from there and the content is now helping hundreds of people across the globe. These areas of focus for me, they helped me recover from burnout. But there's more to this story. And that's the return to work. After my three months off, I was due to go back to work at the start of 2021, but I wasn't ready. In fact, the closer the return date came, the more anxious I was feeling. And then I had a panic attack. The thought of going back to work was terrifying me and I regressed. So back to the doctor I went and my return to work was delayed a few weeks. Fortunately, work organized a workplace psychologist to help me re-engage with my work. And at first I found this annoying and having to tell my story again, but this person became critical in my return to work. And together we established a plan for gradual reintegration to my work. And this helped immensely. 
Now, on my first day returning back to work, I almost didn't walk through the door. I was actually early that day, so I went and grabbed a coffee. My nerves were skyrocketing, so I threw on some music to try and calm myself. And when this didn't work, I started to do some of the deep breathing exercises that I had been learning in yoga. And this helped to treat. And then I suddenly found myself walking to work. And then I walked through that front door. And I didn't know what to expect. I was worried I would be asked a million questions from my colleagues. So I kind of walked in, said hello to a few of my close mates, and I sat down without much fanfare. As the day went on, my nerves settled and I was starting to be okay. And with the ongoing help from the workplace psychologist, I was able to pull back from the mental health social worker. The social worker did an amazing job of getting me back to where I was, but I just didn't need her anymore. And then over the next few weeks, if not months, I worked collaboratively with my workplace psychologist and my management team. And when I was feeling shit, I let them know. I know many people don't have the support of teams around them, but I got lucky on this occasion. And there's certainly been times in the past where I haven't been this lucky. But at this point in time, this team gave me confidence to speak up if I needed to. Now, at the time of recording this, it's February 2022. It hasn't even been 12 months since I've been back at work. But today, I am much stronger than I was a year ago. My back pain is gone. The stress is much lower, and this is probably because I've now finished my Master's of Social Work. I've used the last 12 months to focus on me to put boundaries in place and let people know how I'm going. I've used it to create mindful men and even started this podcast to tell my story. And I do this in the hope that it inspires other boys and men to tell theirs. If I was going to give you one tip on preventing or managing burnout, it's this. Prioritize your self-care. And this isn't just about going for a walk or run. It's holistic. It's eating healthier, it's drinking less booze. It's exercising regularly and getting creative. It's feeding your brain with good stuff, not just the rubbish binge TV. Things like reading or podcasts or documentaries are a good place to start. It's becoming mindful of who you are as a person. You know, what makes you tick? What brings you down and what picks you up again? It's becoming mindful of the life that you actually want to live and then starting to pursue your dreams. It's looking after yourself so you can look after the important things in your life, like your family or your friends, your lifestyle, time, career, finances. It's being okay with not being okay and asking people for help. It's normalizing talking about your mental health because you already probably do this with your physical health. What I'm trying to say is that recovery from burnout is possible, but burnout is also preventable with the right strategies in place. Well, that's another episode done and dusted, and I hope you got something from it. Like always, if something triggered you from today's episode, please reach out to your support networks or seek professional help. And also, don't forget to join the conversation in our socials. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, but you're keen to listen to the music I created during my burnout, please 
head over to our YouTube page and get grooving. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Simon Rennie, and until next time, stay mindful. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode, and I hope you got some value from it. If anything triggered your mental health today, please reach out to your support networks. Also, if you loved what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your mates. For more from Mindful Men, you can check us out on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll throw the links to these pages in the show notes below. But until next time, stay mindful.